Thought Bubble Audio. Hi, and welcome to Supergirl TV Talk, where we talk about the CW's hit show, Supergirl. I'm Tim, and with me sometimes is Midvale High's quarterback star, Palmer. How are you today? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm pretty well. Thank you for filling in for Frank today. Oh, you're very welcome. It was difficult to watch all of the Supergirl movies so I could review them, but I'm ready. Okay, so you watched Supergirl. Yep. Um... Batman, Superman, Apocalypse. Yep. Um, Superman Unbound. Yes. And I might be out of Supergirl films after that. Yeah, then I just started watching episodes she showed up in in the animated series. Oh, okay, wonderful. Well, you were, you were supposed to watch the episode with me right now, so I'm not actually sure what you were doing. I was watching those movies. <laughs> I was wondering why. I was wondering where those extra explosion sounds were coming from. <laughs> this is a very explosion-less episode. Uh, yes, it was indeed. Um, we are here to. Uh, we're here to talk about Supergirl. We're going to read some emails first. Okay. But, uh, I read the news about Brainiac Five casting and immediately thought of you. I uh, was curious about his background in the comics. If you could be so kind as to fill us, uh, fill people in. Um, I can tell you a little bit about Brainiac Five. Um, he's from the planet. Uh, Kalu, which is where all Brainiacs are from, and yeah. they're basically the smartest people in the universe, and mm-hmm. uh, he rebels against his evil ancestors' ways. Now, like, the regular Brainiac is a collector of sorts. Like, he's, he Indeed. collects the last of the civilizations. Yes. Um, is that, like, a Kal- is that a Kalu thing? Uh, no, I think just that's a just brain- a Brainiac okay. thing. So it's not like he's from a race of collectors. No, okay. he's just green and smart. And yeah. and the 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 Legion of Superheroes has had this like hugely wide spanning roster. Um, roster, I was going to say, but like the like the the continuity of uh, yeah. of the Legion is kind of all over the place. So to, I I'd have a hard time really telling you like this is the definitive version of Brainiac Five. Yeah. Um, mostly he, mostly he's an extremely intelligent, he's, you know what he is? He's kind of like, if you could, if he's like the alien version of Benedict Cumberbatch's Sherlock. Yeah. He's, he's, he's not necessarily, sometimes he's, he's not necessarily the nicest person. He just like doesn't understand social cues because he's so right, intelligent. Cause he's an alien. And, Cause he's so into, he's an intelligent alien. Yeah. And, and, uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, but thanks for thanks for writing in. Yeah, thank you. All right, so we have this next, next uh, this next one from John. I'm going to read this whole thing because it appealed to me, and, and you'll understand like why. Lines. You'll understand why. Okay. Hello from the great Commonwealth of Massachusetts, home of the duck boats, swan boats, and old Ironside, a place where some of the world's greatest entertainers in sports and media reside. We have Tom Brady, Chris Evans, Ella, uh, Ellen Pompeo, Ben Affleck, and Aerosmith. Not enough for you? Well, how about this? We are the home base for Supergirl TV Talk, Beer with Geeks, The Market is Next Door, and Academy Rewind. Congratulations, Ohio. You have LeBron. We have Tim and Frank. We win. 
If that's not sucking up to get my email on the podcast, I don't know what it is, <laughs> and I will be sad. So I don't know if Frank would have read this email. I'm all, I, th- I'm I think all he would have. I'm all about this. So um, I didn't realize we had uh, Ellie Pompeo. I didn't know that either. Yeah, I didn't. Although I kind of feel I I feel slighted. Academy Rewind was lower than her. Well, it's the newest thing. She was around before we were. Yeah. Well. Not not us and our friendship, right, but the yeah. show itself. So it says, hey, guys, uh, so much to comment on in Supergirl, but I am going to be brief. Season three, uh, season three is having me do something I haven't done since season one, and that is rewatching each episode two or three times. They are strong episodes, even though I'm missing Cat Grant. I feel like the stories and the characters are really knocking it out of the park. Um, I love... Uh, I love... Sam and her daughter, but I feel like the writers of the show must be some of the cruelest people on the airwaves because they are going to devastate our emotions when they destroy that relationship later in the season because of rain and stuff. Well, I mean, we don't know that the relationship with her daughter is going to get destroyed. That's true. I was paraphrasing. Exactly. Oh, okay. yeah. So, um, but that's true. But I just uh, thank you so much. For, thank you so much, John. Thank but you. That I, I it is going to be devastating. And good I mean, writers, this, good writers generally do know how to rip your emotions. This season is that's going to be the title card for this season is emotional devastation. Emotional devastation brought to you by Supergirl. Okay, so I have a email here from Lisa Simpson. Yes, Lisa Simpson. Very good. Um, so, hey guys, man, we have really step up. They have really stepped up their game in season three. I am so appreciative we have this on TV. Two things: they did a really good job on Sandra's breakup, tough situation uh, with her with Maggie leaving. It was handled in a respectful, loving way. Sad ending. Two, my theory that Lex may be Ruby's father. Very low chance, but what if? By the way, I have very little comic knowledge. But in two episodes, Sam said Ruby's father was out of the picture. This show typically doesn't drop hints for no reason, mm-hmm. to which I agree with. Who is the father may not may not turn out to be important to the plot. However, if Sam did have a brief fling with Lex and Lena doesn't know about it, that creates a division in their relationship right. potentially further down the line. And... Uh, you'd have the DNA of an evil world killer and an evil genius in one package. Figure it's a long shot, but it's always a possibility. Okay. One, mm-hmm. I was just getting over the emotional breakdown I had on the breakup last week. Thank you for reminding me. You're welcome. Two, I like her theory, but I'm going to go one step further. Do it. And that. Lena knows, and that's why she hired her, because she needs a job to take care of her her uh, niece. Oh, which is why she wants to be the cool aunt, because right. she literally is the cool aunt. Oh, she is. I don't disagree with that at all. I I haven't actually really thought about the, the father, the father yeah. at all. Because um, Rain don't need no man. I There's a part of me that says, no, we're probably not going to see Lex Luthor. Oh, I don't think you would lead to you seeing him, but it'd be a nice name drop. Ah, that would be so interesting. Yeah. It would be so interesting because then you would have this kind of Connor Kent quality about, you know, the um, half half Lex Luthor, half 
Superboy thing. It's so interesting. I, I don't know. I really like that theory, yeah. and it kind of excites Unless me. Unless this is all a way to get Maxwell Lord back onto the show as the father. I miss Maxwell Lord. So do I. I just want to keep bringing up Maxwell Lord. Maybe he'll come back. Okay. Well, anyway, yeah. thank you. Thank you very much for that email. And we're off to our last email of the day. This is from Ryan. It says, hey, guys, I listened to your podcast all last season and love your comments about the show. I'm currently a medical student and just wanted to write in to talk about last week's episode, Damage. Y'all said it seemed villainous that only children seem to be affected by the lead poisoning. Kids tend to be more easily affected by lead poisoning than adults because their brains aren't as well developed. That is rude, however true, in science. Um, Ruby's friend might have had a little... Um, Ruby's friend might have been a little too old to be affected so quickly. Typically, it's more younger kids like six and under. I, I pre- However, I appreciate the show's great writing, including their wonderful topical references, like how Lena, quote, didn't want this to be like what happened in Flint, Michigan, end I've quote. Been loving, I've been loving those references. Indeed. Keep up the great work, Ryan. That is a super interesting tidbit. I did not know that. You know, it was funny because you were reading that, and I remember just recently knowing about the lead poisoning thing. And I was like, yeah, I thought they had mentioned it in last week's Supergirl, but actually it was a news story I saw like a couple days later about a product having lead. Oh, and sure. they were like, it's unsafe because kids under this age, pretty much what he just said, like word for word is how how he described it, is how the report came out. So when he was saying that, I was like, oh, I just learned about this myself. That's cool. That's cool. So that's that was yeah. that was thrilling. I loved that. Well, if you want to get in touch with us, you can write into SupergirlTVTalk at gmail.com or tweet at us at TV Supergirl. Um, you can also, if you'd be so kind as to take uh, 90 seconds out of your day, and head over to podprofile.com slash Supergirl and take the pod profile uh, little survey. I was going to say quiz questionnaire i was gonna say quiz but it's not really a quiz is it um quiz about yourself what's I guess. my favorite color right and tell us um and so this is all to better serve you to make sure that uh, our forthcoming ads uh suit your needs as much as they suit ours 90 seconds frank timed it i didn't do it because i'm not technically a listener well i guess i should well, frank's not technically a listener yeah but he had to make it ah you're a listener See, you do I, it. I really think that we should have somebody other than Frank time it because, you know, Frank knows the answer. Because he's Italian and it's kind of an ish kind of time. <laughs> yeah. It's around. It's around 90 seconds. It's the same amount of time it takes to cook pasta. Yeah, right. 90 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So we are going to get into we're going to get into the episode of the little blue book. It is Supergirl season three, episode six, entitled Midvale, first premiering on November 13th, 2017, directed by Rob J. Greenlee, written by Caitlin Parrish and Jessica Cardos. We are here. We start in Jean Jones, super nice car that they're definitely getting their money's worth out of <laughs> Look, this we season. Bought this car, <laughs> yeah, apparently, <laughs> and it's a great car. I think actually they just stole it from um, from Riverdale. Do they use classic cars in Riverdale? I think they used one. I think Archie has a classic car. He would. It's been it's been a while since I've seen the show, but um, you know, it's a nice car. It's a beautiful car. Just never plays oldies. Well, it's the radio. Right. There's oldie stations, Tim. Britney's is pretty old now. 
Does that count as oldies? That's just mean. No, she's not old. I'm saying her, like, she was real young when those first songs came out. She was. I was real young when those first songs came out. <laughs> and by real young, I mean 29. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. No, last year. <laughs> yeah. Last year. Okay. Um, so, uh, and so we know that Kara and Alex are going to spend some time with Eliza yeah. to help Alex get over the loss of Maggie. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so we pull up, and it's a beautiful home. It's a, it really it's is. A it's really a, it's nice a really home. nice home. Which it's we, not the home that we saw in the pilot episode of season one, but it's a nice home. It, there, there was some renovations done. Yep. Um, but, you know, it was it was a nice home, and I can't see why you wouldn't like a different home than season one, because the lives have regressed. What well no but but I mean like season the season one home was definitely on the west coast and we're on a or the south west coast I should say look Midvale got moved to Canada <laughs> pretty much <laughs> you see you know see how National City in Midvale was uh, supposed to be in California <laughs> now it's Washington right or thereabouts yeah which is fine because it's super nice looking um I just. Uh, Weird question. Um, so, so Eliza makes caffeine for you know in case it's going to be a long night, right? And she ha- while she's saying that she hands Kara a cup mm-hmm. of it. So my question is: Is the caffeine for you, and you're just giving her a cup of coffee, or does caffeine actually affect Kara? Um, I believe it affects her a little bit. Like it's not it's not as much of a stimulant as it is for humans. Um. But, I mean, typically you don't just make yourself a cup of coffee. You make a pot of coffee. Right, of course. But um, but but the way that the action played out, it it was kind of like I made coffee for the both of us so we could stay awake. Right. And that was interesting to me because alcohol doesn't affect them. But is that because that's because they have... Yeah, their kryptonian essentially have their healing metabolism, factors. You're right. Yeah, their metabolism burns off the alcohol, but, but, but their metabolism doesn't. I would imagine burn it does. As, no, I would imagine it does as well. Interesting. Um, but look, she made a pot of coffee. It wasn't going to waste. Okay, that's true. Please, I make. A, I could make a pot of coffee and do that myself. So I'm going to put this can on my computer. Let's oh, yeah. see how I'm well. Sure, the, I'm, I'm sure, sure this won't not, be a problem at all. No, <laughs> it's not like you have a cat or anything. He's over there. He's behind me. He's fine. If he starts moving, let me know, and I'll I'll move the can. <laughs> Um, so I, I, we didn't, it, the episode didn't explore this a lot, except, except at the, at the beginning right here where Eli, Eliza is speaking about the pain of losing somebody Ooh, good. and, and she, and, and she's coming for like, it's coming from a real place. You right. know, she lost Jeremiah all yep. those years ago. And so. And, and she's she like, kinda, oh, yeah, you lost your boyfriend, and Maggie lost her, I mean, and um, Alex lost her fiancé, comma, Maggie. Um, Maggie also lost something, too. Well, Maggie's not there, so we don't care what Maggie right. thinks anymore. <laughs> um, I do. I know. <laughs> um, so, so Eliza, like, if it, so even though it's going home to see mom and mom makes you feel better, mm-hmm. like, mom has real experience with this. Right, which is, I think, another reason why Alex... Except uh, that we don't actually really see yeah. that, that that connection happen with Alex. I kind of felt gypped in that aspect for this episode. Like, the flashback was the entire episode. 
Which I loved. And I was hoping it was kind of play off more of like what's currently going on and I, like I go, expected, go back and forth. I expected a little less flashback. Yeah. Um but that doesn't necessarily mean that we won't be exploring that later. Right. But I just wish there was more back and forth. Right. There's there's uh there's holiday episodes coming, I would assume, because yeah. the holidays are coming. Um so it's funny because you were talking like you brought up their talk. Yeah. And one of my notes was like um Eliza is talking about is very centering this conversation around Kara and what she went what she's going through with Monel. Yeah. And what happened. And to me this conversation between Supergirls comes off like five episodes too late in the season. Because, because we had like the first episode, we had Moody Kara over Monel. Yep, and that was supposed to be like months and months and months of stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's like since episode two, in that it's in the back of her mind, and we know it's in the back of her mind. But like, f- like she's not giving that outward like aggression that she had been in mm-hmm. the first episode. Okay, so like her mother's like, you got to get out and make friends. I'm like, she's got three. Yeah, they're nice friends. Right. But it just feels like this should have been, like, in the first episode. Like, her coming in going, hey, mm. listen to me. Hey. Yeah. I mm, I don't... I agree and don't disagree. And I agree and disagree. Okay. I don't disagree. Which, I know. And I was like, like, of double course, agreement. Yes. Right, yeah. um, yes, I, I felt your comment coming <laughs> on and corrected myself. Um, she's an adult. Mm-hmm. You know, and and Eliza is not an overbearing parent when she's not around. Um, she just doesn't call. Yeah, she's not like, you know, and she's never really been overbearing to Kara. That's part right. of the contention in the relationship between Kara and Alex, especially mm-hmm. when they're younger. Um, so I don't think that Eliza would... I don't think Eliza would go there unless prompted. Right. You know, so I, I don't necessarily disagree with holding it back until now. Yeah. Because she's also, you know, Supergirl's been busy saving people and stuff. Yeah. Um. So this is... Alex feels that there's a, a double standard from Kara. She goes to bed angry. You know, this, this idea that... um, That... We watched Mopey. We watched Kara be Mopey for months, getting over the loss of Monel. But Alex is, but Alex is already being told like the next day to be like, okay, well you got to move on, you know. And, right. And I don't think Kara is. I don't think Kara is saying that, or no, even Cara... like, or even like. But that's how Alex is reading it because she's hurt. Right. Um. No, Kara is like, look, let's go home because that makes us feel better. Right. Um, and yeah, you had Mopi Kara, presumably for six months, we saw her in one episode. Although they did kind of do a good job of like showing her like going through the motions day after day after day in that one episode. Yes, right. Um, but coming from that, coming from that place, Kara is better equipped to kind of be like, look, I realize it just doesn't do anything. Like it's not helpful. Right. Yeah, um, but sometimes you still need, 
Even though it doesn't do anything, you still right. need to do it. Exactly. You need to go through the process of grieving. That's right. That's right. Otherwise, I don't, otherwise, it just gets all bottled up and explodes somewhere else. Much like me. One day I'm going to snap. I know, and I look forward to not being in the country that day. <laughs> um, and so, just be you'll just be so up throwing throwing things. I, and I did like other how, things that I'd imagine you would do while you're yeah. upset. I did like how you know Kara's coming in with her cup of coffee, and Alex is just there drinking alone, which is n- never a good sign. No, never. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like one of the that's one of the telltale signs is drinking alone, and. Alex come and Kara comes in and she's like, "I got you coffee that you can Irish up." Yep, <laughs> I like that. That actually, she said that. I was like, "Hmm, Irish coffee." Yeah, <laughs> Ooh, that sounds good. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna make a pot of Irish coffee now. I'll be back. Don't you just mean put, bake a pot of coffee? Like, you don't pour the <laughs> pour it into the the percolator. Um. Anyway, so so there's so there's this bit of this fight between them. Um, and they both go to bed angry, which you should never do with your loved ones and even siblings. Uh, and we get this 10 years, 10 year, and they wake up in the past, this 10 year flashback, yeah. which answers some questions, but not all of them. The math doesn't exactly add up. Because 10 years ago, it says that Kara says she's 15 in this episode, or somebody says she's 15 in this episode, which means that it's not. Ex- it would be a little more than 10 years ago. Slash, that means that, means that um, um, Alex is supposed to be 27? Yes. She would be 17. Which is weird, because they're in the same grade. They're not in the same grade. They're in the same class. That doesn't necessarily mean they're in the same grade, though. I took a, when I was a senior in high school. I had a class with my sister who was a freshman. Well, look, it was an elective. I know you've been told this many times, but your sister is much smarter than you. Well, it's also possible that maybe Alex didn't say take her history course until she was a senior, and uh, Car is taking it for the first time because she's got to catch up. High schools are weird. Yeah, they especially are. Especially Canadian high schools. Yeah, especially fake <laughs> fake high schools. Um, Speaking so of before, high schools. Before we get there, oh. um, so we get that their relationship is quite different right from the beginning than what we're used to um, because, they, you know, they're fighting for the bathroom right away. But then, um, but then we get uh, I hate you right at the beginning, you know, which sometimes, you know, you know, you I mean, that's your that's your default position as a child. I hate you as yeah. a teenager. Yeah. Right. But that's that's not something where we generally hear from the Danvers sisters. Right. So, the, you know, we're setting up a new or an old dynamic, I guess, <laughs> a, between A them. new old dynamic. I, I really liked Kara being nice and opening the door for Alex so she could get and out. And then super speeding. And then into super the speeding right by. Like, walking behind her until the very last second and then, like, passing her like a NASCAR. Yep. Nope. See you later. Yep. Bye. <laughs> Suckers. And then stopping, giving her that little ha and then slamming the door. Suckers. Um so we get this little breakfast scene where where Kara is like, eh, math and science are boring. We took calculus when we were four on Krypton, like a nerd. Uh and 
Also, how math is exactly the same on crypto. Also, that I was like, you know, we <laughs> took calculus, and I was like, interesting. What what they called calculus is actually just addition, possibly. <laughs> well, that's why they're so much further advanced. Um, and so, hey, you never know. They could have like loaded some pre knowledge like into the wound, you know, on Krypton. <laughs> you know, like you come preloaded with subtraction and. And whatever, so at age two you do some algebra, you know, or whatever. This is not a bad idea. No, it's a great idea. I wish that was a real thing. <laughs> you could just skip school that way. I wouldn't necessarily you could skip because your brain could only handle so much. But, um, but you know, get a get a get a good baseline. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a whole different ethical debate that we're not talking about. No, on, uh, we're not. Today. We're not touching that. No. Um, no, it has nothing to do with this episode whatsoever. Well, kind of did. Yeah. <laughs> that. That is the only thing. Um, and so uh, we so we are we are going to Midvale High, which is the same exterior as Smallville High. One of many Smallville references in this episode. There were so many Smallville references. If I hadn't, if I haven't been watching Smallville with you, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be getting any references whatsoever. No, there was like, some. I'd be like, I don't understand what it, what at all. There were some like e- even somewhat generic ones, like the football jackets were red and gold, which yeah. are the same colors as Smallville High. There Just, was a scarecrow. No, there was no, there wasn't a scarecrow. <laughs> it was fall. It was yeah. fall on Smallville. Sometimes <laughs> <laughs> people fell down. There was always a murder mystery at the school, but that was literally what like <laughs> this whole thing was a Smallville episode. It was like a like except that there was no except that there was no um um like kryptonite involved yeah. or meteor rock. Do you think someone at CW found like a discarded Smallville script and was like, "Hey, we we paid for this. Go go produce this." I would say yes if the writers are not. Of this weren't, episode like, weren't consistent Supergirl <laughs> writers. If there were people I'd never they, heard of before, I'd they bet, just yes, slapped their names on the script. A Smallville script. <laughs> uh, no, but this was definitely a homage to. Yeah. This is a homage to Smallville in a lot of ways, and we can get we can get going with that. Uh, first and foremost, Alex is a nerd because Kara can't answer the question about Washington, but she is like, it was George Washington and he was the the Continental Congress between this date and this day. I'd be like, shut up, kid. He only asked for a name. Don't give extra information. That might be his second follow-up question for another kid in the room. There is no way as a teacher you would say that. No, of course not. Also, you knew all that stuff, so stop casting, <laughs> stop casting rocks at Alex for being a nerd. Yeah, I'm also a nerd. Sitting here talking about Supergirl on a Monday night, but I mean, but my I mean, my point is, that her air in class was not becoming because she was because she was trying to show up Alex. She was uh, trying, she was trying to, show to show up Kara. Yeah, and Kara thought that President Washington's first name was Isaiah. A, a logical guess. Yes, she watched a little too much Grey's Anatomy. I think it was a lot. I it, it was a logical conclusion. I I don't totally disagree with her answer, <laughs> even though it's completely wrong, except for the Washington I also like part. When Alex says George, like she really hits it, like George Washington. That's right. Her birthday was like 
He was the leader of the Continental Army from this state to this state, even though we declared independence in 1776. You know what I'm saying? You know that date? July 4th, 1776. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Really wasn't July 4th, but that's okay. Shh. Okay. Kara uh, um, geeks out a bit about Superman, which I thought was cute. The kids are standing in line. They're like, did you hear that Superman fought this guy named Lex Luthor? What the bazillionaire? And she's like, oh, my God. Like, he totally fought him. But then they were like Lexo suits that he was trying to sell, which was not okay. I don't Those people were she, just talking about Supergirl. So why are they, like, looking at her going, like, were you a weird kid liking Superman? You were just talking about Superman. Yeah, but she knew, like, all the information, like, Alex knew of George Washington. Yeah. So to that was that, that was the show. Right. The they same. each have the same kind of different things. Uh, they both like things that happened in the past. <laughs> one Superman. was one was you know hundred years ago. The other one was, was a, last a week. day ago or whatever. <laughs> right. Um, the point and, being that the number yeah, one was in she, there. She's and they proud of her cousin. Past. Yeah, she should she, be proud of her cousin. She used to babysit that guy. A slight retcon from the relationship that they had actually kind of established in season one. Um, the that relation it was kind of sparse is not the right word but like but he wasn't overly available to her and it wasn't until season 2 that they kind of started to correct that a bit um i mean with him showing up and stuff right but i mean she kind of keeps an eye on what he's doing and it yes. doesn't necessarily, like, say he keeps popping in for visits. That's true, but she's very, like, later in the episode, she says that she, like, she just wants to go live with him. Which right. means that she she already, she still has some kind of strong emotional attachment to him that's more than just, I used to babysit you when I was a kid. Yeah, no, I, I can understand that. Um, and that makes more sense to me than what it was at the beginning. Like, I could see the beginning, like, her having some mixed emotions, finding out that Clark's okay. Um, but I would imagine she would want to be living with him if she could. Oh, yeah, of course. I, you know, given the choice, I, I would also like to live with Superman. Yeah. Yes, and I did not babysit with him when he was a child. Oh, you should have. Because he's a fictional character. Oh. Anyway, um, so... Kara's friend Kenny is bullied by some of Alex's friends. One of them being the quarter, or the being the, the quarterback, quarterback, the quarterback. The team. Indeed, um, but it's okay because Kenny's a good guy, and they go stargazing together. And uh, Kenny's like, "My computer, my my telescope uh, takes pictures, and it blows into my computer." And Kara's like, "That's so cool!" And I'm like, "You're from an alien planet." Yeah. Well, she was. She can be patronizing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he didn't know that. Like when you like when well, a kid, or actually he did know that. I when guess, a kid but... like ties his shoes, you're like, oh, that's so good. You know, it's kind of the it's, same thing. It's true, but the the kid doesn't know. Right. Yeah. Neither does this one. No, he definitely didn't know, which was good, which was good. And they almost kiss, but they don't. No. Almost. Not almost. quite. Um, but uh, so Alex confronts her when she comes home because she was supposed to be babysitting her and watching her and Carl wasn't there and my takeaway from that scene was Alex liked tank tops even then yeah yeah she did yeah they were I mean, con- they were doesn't. consistent in their in their style choices 
Um, so, you know, you kind of you kind of breeze by about during the stargazing. Yeah, like he's like, oh, look at all these stars, and he's like, in what their you, multitude. Yeah, he's like, what do you think is up there? And I was really waiting for her to be like, oh, you know, she's like, oh, I bet there are like planets with people on there that are kind of just like us. That's and, exactly what she said. And look. There, there was a Krypton planet there that I used to live on. And, oh, crap. I said too much. And there was a Daxon planet that I hated. You don't like the people from there. Blech. <laughs> she starts mapping out the entire galaxy. <laughs> That's great. And that over a- there is Kalu. And, and that over there is uh, that Paradise planet that I forget its name. And that over there is that Slaver's Moon that I forget its name. (laughs) All the fun places. And that's the Death Star. Wait a second. Wait. (laughs) And that's Venus and Mars. (laughs) That place is real fun, too. Or used to be. I don't think it is right now. Um, (laughs) I think there's a war going on. It is funny that, like, he did bring her there to kind of, like, you know, to show off, like, look at, you know, we can see the stars. And she's like, I've lived there. Well, not no, 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 not only that, but like, you know, so he has evidence, like he see, has that photo of her flying at the end. Yep. And so like, he's like there to be like, so you're an alien. If you need someone to tell me, I, I'm here for you. I don't think, I don't think that was his intention. It could have been though. I think he might have brought her out there to see if she would slip up. Maybe. You know, but they were, I mean, they were friends. And yeah. So maybe not. Slip but he up, wasn't going to, he wasn't going to, he wasn't going to spring it on her if she wanted to. No, no, to no. I don't him. think he was going to pull the right. the picture out. Right. But if she wanted to tell, like he was, he was setting her up to try and be able to tell him. I think so. Yeah. Um. What a, what a guy. Yeah. And so. Pete Ross was good. Pete, Pete Ross. Um. So, but it's go back to Alex. Um. So she she blames Kara for the, her dynamic the dynamic shift in the family. Before Kara, she had two parents. Before Kara, her mom didn't get on her case. Before right. Kara, this. Before Kara, that. And some of it is not necessarily none of it's really necessarily Kara's fault, but they are in some ways connected to one another. Um, you know, would Jeremiah have gotten l- trapped in the DEO working for the real Hank Henshaw if? If Kara had never shown up on their doorstep, probably not. Right. You know, um, and so it's it's not Kara's fault necessarily. These are the events that transpired. But you can see where Alex's brain kind of traced those steps back to her. Um, I mean, some of it is kind of Kara's fault. Well, it's not her fault directly, though. You know, she didn't choose to. She didn't choose to wind up there. She is a child that got adopted by this family. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like she didn't choose any of that. No, it's all it's all kind of misfortune and happenstance. But I can see I can see the thought process. Right. To connect That's the dots through her. Right. That's all I'm saying. You can see why why Kara would I mean you can see why Alex would blame Kara, yeah. though it's not fair, though it's not illogical for her to right, make right, that right, conclusion. Right. Um, but, uh, so the next morning, um, Carr is using some of her super hearing and she hears that a, the 17 year old has been hurt. And so, so she goes running and leaping through the woods. I really like that callback of the, of like not being able to fly right away. Although 
two scenes later, she flies. I don't think it was it. I think that was. Oh, I guess I never really thought of it that way. Because don't forget, like initially in the folklore of Superman, he can't fly. Right. He he can jump. Long so distances. we so we watched Carr's first flight along with her first mystery, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Her first act of vigilantism. Right. Yeah, that that's a good point. I also I you could also think look about at that. it as another callback to Smallville. No flights, no tights. No flights, no tights. Yep. Though did she wear tights in this episode? No, but she did take flight. Not that's true. I was not her Supergirl tights, just regular tights. Uh, no, she was in jeans. She mostly. was in jeans or yeah. whatever pants. Yep, yep. Because that would have been funny. Like no, t- like no, <laughs> no super- flights, no tights. No, su- to hell with you, Smallville. Yeah, no, no superhero tights. But you could wear the regular ones, cause, <laughs> you know, for for aesthetic purposes. Yeah. Wait, now Jim was short. Yeah, you want to wear tights to Jim? Some might. Oh, we didn't even talk about that. You know, their little competition. There's competition at school. Uh, the up the rope. Keep up. And how she falls down in the takeoff pose. It was great. Yeah. Well, because she's definitely using her anti-gravity to propel her, I would think. I don't think so. I think she's or just, just super her strength. Her strength, right. Oh, uh, yeah. I kind of... It could have gone either way. Yeah. Um. So... Uh, blah, blah, blah. So... So Kenny is... Kenny dead. is dead. Um, and we get the we get the South Park reference of they killed Kenny, yeah. Because Jake is like they killed Kenny, right? Ah, I remember that thing that was super popular yeah. ten years ago. Well, I like that Kara is she's really upset at the hypocrisy of her the student yeah. body. You know, like everyone's like, oh, I'm so sad, and it's so sad. Like you didn't know him, so you're crying over somebody you didn't know, right? Um, which is it's definitely a jab at modern culture. Um, it's very, it, the, the episode doesn't linger on it, but I, so I like this idea that this episode, this big homage to Smallville and this like origin episode, I guess, for the closeness of the Danvers sisters and mm-hmm. whatever else there's a, um, there's still this social morality, this underlying, you know, or social commentary, I should say, um, the, that's underlying the even bits of the episode, yeah. if not the whole thing. Yeah, this this they really stepped that up this season. Yeah, well, I you know, but every I like it because every CW superhero show comments on a different or has a different thing, mm-hmm. right? And it's more than just like you know, Arrow is the Arrow is. Um, in the streets and vigilantism, you right. know, and and you know, legends is time travel and whatever. There's they they have they all have it um, subtext to them in some right. particular way, and and Supergirl's is social commentary now. And I don't really want to linger on this, but do you do you think that some of that is is cast dependent, like like. Uh, Melissa Benoist is really big into into that. So, do you think she kind of tries to steer? Like, she does, she's not doing the writing, obviously, but uh, she can um, make suggestions. Uh, maybe, but I think it's might be more about the type of character. Yeah, uh, that portraying. You know, the Green Arrow is not 
a symbol of hope the way that Supergirl is. Mm-hmm. Even the Flash is not a symbol of hope the way that Supergirl is. You know, I mean, that's always been in kind that's of... That's why she wears the S on her chest. Right, that's... Uh, right, exactly. So that's like... That's that's part of the makeup of the character. Yeah. And so it would make sense for Supergirl, the show, to also Yeah, that's be... been the makeup of the Super family. Right, that's because they're, they're above the the commonality, I guess, of the people or whatever, you know, of societal norms. They're there to show a better way. Yeah. Um, and so it would make sense for the show to, to lean into that harder. And I, I like how you reference, like, lean into it because it's definitely over and it's definitely quick jabs. Yes. But it's not like... It's not like ham fisted in the entire like right. I'm not episode. not that it's ham. Not that this is a bad example because it's not ham fisted. But I'm not watching an episode of The West Wing here, right? You know what I mean? Like right. that's that's not the that's not necessarily the point. Like it kind of it sticks and moves. It makes its point and and quickly moves on. Right. But all good Which superhero stories are make should be making some kind of commentary right. about something. Otherwise, you're just watching people in costumes or semi costumes or whatever. Right beat each other up which mm-hmm. is part of it when you're a kid or whatever but then you to make it continue to be interesting for adults you need to add an extra layer and sometimes social commentary is a good way to go and comics for years and years were nothing yeah, but social commentary yeah. yep. um even like the real dopey stuff from the 50s there's always a reason for there's always a reason for some of that stuff uh, yeah and so um supergirls and people people who don't understand that about comics or comic characters or superheroes, those are the ones that tend to fall – those are the stories that fall a little flat for audiences mm-hmm. because even even subconsciously you're recognizing that as an important part of what makes superheroes important to our culture. And so when you when that's missing, you might not say – you might not recognize why why it doesn't – the story – that story doesn't work as well, but – Anyway, it was a little yeah. bit of a tangent, right? Um, but I mean, it was it was informative, indeed. Um, so Kara confronts Jake because she's like, "You definitely killed him," you know, you know, intrepid, re- <laughs> Cara, intrepid reporter. Yeah, Kara Danvers, <laughs> you killed him. No, I didn't. I have an alibi. Okay, she goes over to the next person. You killed him. <laughs> Sooner or later, she'll be right. No, one day, you know, there's not that many people in Midvale. Eventually, she's going to get the person. Well, I mean, we've seen the we've seen the lunchroom at lunchtime. There's only 60 kids yeah, in this high school. Yeah, that's a terribly small lunchroom. Anyway, um, <laughs> not not important. Um, so, but we learned, so, so Kenny has had evidence of Jake doing pot. Right. And because so, 10 years ago, that was a real... Um, that was a thing. That was a real... Uh, crack. Problem. Yeah, that wasn't what I was going for, but we're going to go there. Cool. Problem. Um, still a problem today, just FYI. Right. You know, it Kids is. Kids don't do pot in school. Yeah. Just saying. Scandal. That's what Scandal. I was going with. Okay. Um, so, well, I guess this whole episode was scandal. But yeah. um, look, Kenny didn't only look at the stars. He was a peeping Tom, apparently. He was, he was spying on everybody else. Well, I, well... He's the so Jake's logic is really weird. He's like, "Well, I bullied him because he had because he had blackmail on me." If somebody has blackmail on you, be nice to them. 
just general teens aren't smart. Yeah, there was like there was no logic there. Right. But um, but yeah, Kenny did have dirt on everybody. Whether he was like there was that like <laughs> like I really kind of wanted like if you wanted a real homage to Smallville, you put Kenny in a barn somewhere with it looking at the telescope spying <laughs> on the town. Like that's a Smallville reference for you. Um, peeping in on Lana, right? Peeping, he'd be peeping in on Josie or. Yeah. Or or on Kara. Or the Pussycats. Indeed. Um, wrong show. And so Kara goes to see Kenny's parents and they find she finds out that the telescope is missing. Um and so she goes searching so, so she goes searching for it and uh she gets scared and throws some heat vision off and almost kills Alex. Wow. Twist Alex it, is a robot. <laughs> it happens. Um so Kara just walks into somebody's house. Like, did we're going to gloss over the fact that the cops are in there talking to the parents and Kara just, like, walks in without knocking or ringing the doorbell. Yeah, well, yeah, and they don't really know her that well, do they? No, like, I was like, well, it'd be one thing, like, like it's Teenagers one thing. Teenagers don't have manners, it's fine. Yeah, and then, you know, the mother, the mother's the one who brings up that they can't find the telescope. And it was very reminiscent of, it was very reminiscent of the My Girl scene of he doesn't have his glasses. I, like he I doesn't don't know have what, his, to what you're referring to. You've never seen My Girl? No, it's not when, important right now. When Macaulay Culkin dies, she's like, he needs his glasses. Where are his glasses? <laughs> spoiler. Yeah, twenty years ago was a spoiler. Okay, but I wasn't around for all those twenty <laughs> years. That's not true. Yes, uh, I was. So she's like, "Where's his? Where's his telescope? I we need his telescope." And it leads to Kara dying. Well, it leads to her throwing off some heat vision. Yeah. And almost killing Alex. But Alex is there to be a little uh, intrepid reporter herself. Yep. A little DEO agent in training. <laughs> um, it turns out she was getting tutored um, in secret because um, Kenny knew that she really wouldn't want people to know about it. You know, Which for, is true. For reputation purposes. Right. And so she, uh, and so that's where they used to go and hang out. And so they, um, so they find Kenny's laptop, uh, which will have all these photos that the telescope would have taken, right? Uh, and so it turns out that Clark has this uh, friend named Chloe, smallville reference of the evening. Um, uh, Clark has this friend named Chloe, who is good at tech stuff and even has a quote. Wall of weird. Yeah, I was really waiting for him to go like full Star Wars with it. He's like, he's got a friend, Chloe Sullivan. You don't mean old Miss C. Sullivan, the the <laughs> editor of the school newspaper, do you? <laughs> oh, that's a name I've not heard in a long time. A long time. And <laughs> why is Alec Guinness playing Chloe? I, I love it. I love it. Um, I my favorite part of that though was like, oh, we'll send her a zip drive. <laughs> I know, like I was, we were making, I was making the joke when we were watching this about the about that to you, and you were like, "Ha ha, zip drive!" Right? We're <laughs> laughing, laughing at Chloe while we're, I'm like, eh, "Zip drive, <laughs> antiquated technology." Um, even though we still use it today, I, I, I do feel kind of gypped We didn't get like a Chloe uh, cameo, like a little Alice and Mac cameo. Yeah, that's nah, okay. Or even like a like a digitally. Uh, they just take her out of a of a Smallville episode and throw her in. It's the same school you could have. <laughs> um, anyway, well, I mean, it's the same exterior anyway. Right. 
Um, part of it anyway. That second scene at Midvale High was a totally new building. I don't know. <laughs> they they built that much a- after Clark's time at Smallville High. It was it's the uh it's the Luther wing of the high school. Oh, it totally would be dank. Anyway, um so uh, Kenny had evidence of Mr. Bernard and Alex's friend Josie. Yep. Uh and, and uh, their strange relationship. And so Alex goes to confront Josie about it, and Josie is very much like uh, he loves me. He loves me, and I love him. And more important, she says, "I love him," and uh, and you know, and that's you know, that's it. Don't tell anybody, you know. But this is my decision, and we're doing this. And he's not a murderer, and I'm not a murderer, and so just leave us alone. And Alex. Uh, Alex doesn't really like that answer for good reason. Right. She's like, nope, I'm calling the sheriff as soon as I get out of here. Yeah. Already boop, dialing boop, the boop, number. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> yep. Calling that sheriff, yep. the on man a, I can trust, on the sheriff. Motor razor. Ah, oh, so many razors in this episode. <laughs> it was great. Um, and so Kara and Alex are, are walking home for the first time together, which is cute. Uh, and they're almost run off the road by a mysterious person in a car. Is it Mr. Bernard? Is it Josie? Is, is it, it Lex Luthor? Is it? It could be Lex Luthor. Um, so we go into the house, and it looks like Allura is in the house, played by Erica Durant. Small little reference number three <laughs> of the evening, uh, which that was just by happenstance. That is happen. That is happenstance. Uh, and and Allura actually introduces herself uh, to Carr as Ancient Noel Neal. And as so- as soon as she was uh, here, I was like, "Oh yeah, you're we, John." We paused it, and we both looked at each other. John, just John. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It has to be it's it's John because the alliteration. Like they didn't hi- they didn't hide it, and even at the end where they kind where he kind of unmorphs after yep. the fact, I was waiting for them to just show like the eyes. I was kind of waiting on the eye glow too. That would have been plenty of information. Um. But yeah, like we both looked at each other. We're like, it's definitely Jean. Um, I didn't even, I didn't even think of the. Oh, that's right. Because when she turned around, I was like, she was like, because her mother's like, well, look, I've been trying to talk some sense into you because the mother believes who she, who she's supposed to be. That's right. She's like, if you don't believe me, listen to this girl. And she turns around, and I'm like, Lois Lane. <laughs> yeah. Yep, it's Lois Lane. <laughs> um, so they have this little, they have this little back and forth, you know. Agent Agent Neil knows about Kara and her powers mm-hmm. and about Superman, her cousin, and you know, but Kara says something really poignant here. She says, All I want to do is help people and no one will let me. Um And that's when she says she wants to go live with her cousin. Right. You know, this is this will never be home. Uh you know, and and Noel kinda says, you know, well you have to be human. Um, that's part of who, that's, you know, that's part of who you are. And Kara can't resist and says, I love you, mom, in Kryptonese. And this is a little... To kind of test. Yeah, it's this little flash on, on the face of, um, Agent John. Agent John Allura. (laughs) Um, it's very confusing. John Allura Neal. It's, it's John (laughs) Jones looking like Allura pretending to be a government agent. Yeah. Named somebody different. Like, that's it's quite a line. That's very meta for him. 
Oh, so meta. Um, like, she'll listen to me because I look like her mom. Yeah, but that's 100% right. <gasps> I just right. realized that. Oh, <laughs> do you seriously just realize that as you were saying it out loud? Kind of. Yeah, good for you. That's okay. That's fine. You. That's a good That's a good connection you just made there. Um. And so, and Jean gets in that at the end. Jean gets in his nice little blue car that we're getting your money's worth again <laughs> out of. And, uh, and we're on our way. Um, so, but... Oh, go ahead. Still no oldies, huh? Still no oldies. Um, so Josie uh, goes to confront Alex at Alex's home and basically says, you know, he's in jail and I'm grounded and like all blah, 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 all this stuff. And it turns out that Mr. Bernard uh, and Josie were together at the time that Alex and Carr were almost run off the road. Right. How interesting. I thought so. Were they in the car together? Oh, that's what I assumed too, but I guess not. Um, so Alex is with the sheriff at the game. Uh, and as soon as as soon as soon they were like, oh, I'm together. And then we saw the sheriff. I was like, oh, well, it's obviously the sheriff. I mean, look now. at it. <laughs> I kind of thought it was the sheriff earlier in the episode when he was at the when he was at Kenny's parents' house. And he's like, no one's allowed in here. You can't talk like he's just a little too friendly for television right. yeah you know never trust friendly sheriffs never, on tv on tv on right. tv on tv right never trust a friendly sheriff on tv they're either dotering and old and will die or oh, they're yeah. actually evil yep yeah there's those are the two um so chloe sends over those encrypted files you know that zip drive and it turns out there's evidence of the sheriff involved in a drug deal Am I right? I I did like that Chloe still sent pictures of space. Like, come on. Chloe looked at these pictures ahead of time. Chloe. Oh, yeah, because Chloe would have sent the picture of car flying besides. Right. So, But I just like Chloe's like, look, here's the five pictures of space, and here's that drug deal with the evil sheriff. Like, why wasn't that the first picture she sent? Because she sent them in chronological order, I guess. (laughs) Um and so, but my point is that that's a damn good good telescope. Like, where was he, that oh, kid? That that telescope was high powered. Yeah, extremely. No wonder and, his parents wanted it back. It is expensive. Well, I, I mean, the sheriff also kind of mentions that the the town is is very rich as far as its uh, yes residents. Mm-hmm. So it it would make sense. Yeah, that that does make sense. That well, I mean, look at look at the Danvers house. It's ridiculous. Well, they came into money after Jeremiah died. Maybe that they lived in that house before Jeremiah died. <laughs> We've seen it before. Um, so anyway, so Sheriff pulls the gun on Alex, and you know, and he's kind of he's kind of sorry about it. But uh, and Car is <laughs> like, you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go save my sister. Screw it. I want you to know that I am very sorry about this. Which makes any murder victim feel so much better. Oh, yeah, thank you. I know you're about to murder me, but I'll, at least you feel sorry about it. Thank <laughs> you. Um, so so Kara, Kara flies in and saves the day as Alex kind of gives her this build-up, you know, like, they are coming. Yeah. I mean, she, she is coming. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, she is coming. Busts uh, through the wall, and it's Superman. Do-do-do, 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 do-do-do. And Alex is ostracized by her friends, you know, because... Well, because they they got the high school quarterback kicked out, or suspended. suspended. Yep. Uh, Josie, they got a teacher fired, possibly jailed. Yep. 
uh, Josie is grounded, even though she was walking around out. Well, you can go to school when you're grounded, well, I guess. Yeah, but she walked to their house to tell her that she was She grounded. ran away. <laughs> Just to tell her that. Yeah. Um, and now the sheriff uh, is in jail for murder. Yes, yeah, but quite a quite a twenty four hours. Yep, that yeah. that entire town is rocked to the core. Yep, no kidding. Yeah, except on Smallville, it will just happen again next week. <laughs> just all the time, all the same people too. Yeah, the sheriff just keeps getting out. <laughs> um, and so we see this car of photo of car flying. And, you know, showing that, like, Kenny knew and didn't care, you know, like, you know, he liked her for her. And that makes Cara feel really good about herself, which makes Alex feel really good because she's glad that her sister is happy now because they've had this bonding experience. Sha-la-la-la. It just had to take Cara's best friend on Earth to die for them to care about each other's people. I mean, that's how it always happens. Always. When you die, I'll finally be close with somebody. I know. I know, and I'm waiting for that day. Not expectantly <laughs> or with any particular rush, but I'm waiting for it. Um, And, you know, Kara says, you know, I'd rather be human than risk losing you. You know, which is nice, Aww. except that she's still a tiny bit in the stage where she doesn't really want power. So it's like an empty, like, I'd be human for you. Well, yeah, you don't really want your powers right now anyway. But she does. Like, it's weird. It's a weird dynamic. She wants to help people, but yet she doesn't want her powers. Well, yeah, that's the that's the superhero confusion, I guess. You know, the tendency. Yeah. We're not sure which way to get pulled. Um, and, and, and Alex says, you know, I've never had a sister, but I promise I'll get better at it. So there's this real mo- momentum with their relationship now, which is very nice. These girls were really good. I, I enjoyed them quite a bit. Uh, they, yeah, they, I thought they did a nice job. Young Alex looked a lot like Alex. Oh my God, did she ever! Like I thought. Like I remember, I asked you if they were dig- digitally de-aged, and you said you looked it up. Be an extremely expensive episode if they were. Well, I mean, they saved budget on John not being Martian Manhunter. Why do you say John? We've asked this before, but his name is John, not John. <sighs> yeah, I just can't. My brain, whenever I go to say. Whenever I go and say it without thinking, yep. it'll always come out John. It just, uh, your like, brain I have to stop and physically go, Jean. Your brain autocorrects to right, Jean. Right, because that's, I mean, yeah. It's fine. Just curious. Um, so the telescope has been found. It was in the sheriff's car. And they get to keep it. And what is was a nice Smallville adventure for them. Yep. And, so and we, they still have that telescope. Indeed. Indeed. So we, we flip to the present day where we still see that telescope, yep. you know, as cars looking through it. And and they they kind of reconcile. Alex is like, I'm not, you know, I'm not totally moved on yet. I'm not ready, you know, for, but, you know, I'm feeling a little better and I took it out on you and I'm sorry. And right. All of that. I liked Kara's line early in the episode. We're like, okay, you've gone from sad drunk to and you're bordering on mean drunk. And I only signed up for sad drunk. <laughs> That's how I would respond to my siblings about that, too. Are you being mean right now, and I'm here to support you and whatever, but shape up. <laughs> Top drop. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, like, I'm not completely over it, but let's go back to work. Well, I mean, Alex is a is a doer. I mean, we even saw it from this episode. You know, like, they're both, like, Alex was double-checking her homework, you know, on, on the morning when they were having breakfast. So they, there's a... You know, that's just who she is, and mm-hmm. she's going to feel better when she feels she's accomplishing something. Um, so I, I don't disagree with that. I 
I I mean, and we're kind of led to assume that it's been a couple of days past then. You know, they're not going home the next day. They said it was going to be a couple of days, so maybe it's a couple of days. It was a weekend. Yeah, that's a couple of days. Yeah. A couple is only two. Yeah. Right. That's why we are a cute couple. Well, I think they make up, and then there's like another day or two after that. Like, I don't... The scenes happen together, yeah. Yeah, sure, but they're wearing different... They're wearing different outfits, so... Um, they were in their car driving outfit. Exactly. With the little kerchiefs and stuff. Yeah. Um, and so there's a, there's a sense that they're getting better and they're both kind of on the way to the road to recovery. But, you know, that's going to maybe get hampered later on. So that was the episode. I... I liked this episode. I liked this episode quite a bit. I don't think there was tons to it. I think it built on the already strong, fan, strong foundation of the sisters' relationship. Okay, and I think it was a fun Smallville esque show. Um, you know, just kind of like remember what it was like when the kids were in high school and they had powers and stuff. What fun! Yeah. Um, this, yeah, this to me was a very like palate cleanser episode. Ooh, it's a good way of putting it. Um. That being said, while I enjoyed it, I don't like it in this in this show. Palate cleansing? Um, just because like they don't like I didn't feel like it connected to the season that's going on. I think that was possibly because so much of it was ten years earlier, so much of the episode was flashbacks. Right. I don't disagree with you that way um like like if they would have if they would have like kind of ebbed and flowed in and out of them trying to deal with what's going on in the present in their emotions mm -hmm. and tie it to them becoming sisters i think overall it kind of flows a little bit more into the season yep but without that this becomes more of a throwaway episode yep um and it's at a time where like you still don't have you still don't have all of the stuff together yet for the season that you're wasting an episode where you could be building on what you're doing this season. Mm, I don't necessarily consider this a I don't consider this a waste. Um particularly I think now this could have also come. I don't know if this is true or not. Don't don't you know, I don't necessarily know exactly how the scheduling works, but because they they weren't in this episode a lot, it is leading possibly leading me to believe that they were already kind of working on the crossover. Yeah, because there was there was the episode last year that was kind of similar, right? Um, where and, where she wasn't in it a lot. because we know that Alex is playing a more prominent role in the crossover this year. So there's a potential that they only bookended it so they'd have like time to go work on work on the crossover, right? And and that's kind of the cross to bear of of the episode or two before the crossover. Mm. Um, so I I agree. Like I'm pretty sure that's what the problem was. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was their best solution. I and I don't think I don't think there's any real real way around it if that was the case. But then, like, you're essentially sacrificing two episodes worth of. Your season for this crossover. Yep. Yeah. Because the Supergirl one, unlike last year, is supposed to have a little bit more than just like well, the it, final scene thing, right? 
Yeah, it's a it's it's the it's crossover officially starts. Part one of the it's crossover. it's legitimately part one of the crossover, okay. and so, and a bulk of the story has to do with the Danvers sisters. Okay, so um, yeah, so they they knew that going into this this crossover that she they needed more to do this time around. Right. So, so then you th- so again you're but sacrificing it, two episodes of a season that has been really good. Mm-hmm. And has been really good at pacing what's going to happen over the course of the season. Yep. So I feel like I feel like now it's going to have to get rushed a little bit more because you're you're putting two episodes away from it. So are you saying you don't like the crossovers because of that? Uh I'm saying I didn't like this episode because of it. And because you kind of referenced that it's probably because of the crossover, and I'm agreeing with you in that respect, mm-hmm. I'm saying then I, I kind of wish it's a dual-edged sword because I really love the crossovers. I love seeing them all to get together. But if it's the sacrifice of this season that I'm really enjoying, I want to see more of the stuff that I've been seeing. And now I'm going to be pulled out of it twice in a very short span, and then it's going to kind of go on a mini-break. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Well, we'll we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess it's hard to comment on future episodes because we haven't seen them, except when it comes to the trailer. But before we talk, before we talk about that, I would like to I would like to wrap up the the episode if you don't mind. No, go ahead. In case people don't want spoilers, um, so I can simply say that you can find us on Twitter at, at TV Supergirl or on Gmail at Supergirl. TV talk at gmail.com. Feel free to write in and let us know what you are thinking. You can also rate and review us on all the places that podcasts can be found, such as Stitcher, iTunes, uh, Overcast, Satchel, and all the places that podcasts are around. Uh, you can, if you uh, please uh, so desire, go to podprofile.com slash supergirl so you, can, so you can fill out that quick 90-second survey for us, which we would find Super, super helpful. Palmer, are you ready to talk about the trailer? I am unfortunately ready to talk about the trailer. Yeah, you're going to say unfortunately because it looks like Monel's back, baby, and Palmer's no. not happy about it. He's dead. D E D. Yep. Is that a spawn reference when you say that? No, that's a, that's a Simpsons reference. Oh. Uh, they say it in spawn, too. The real bad movie from the 90s. I think I've seen that movie once. I've seen it sadly more than that. Anyway, let's continue. Yeah. Um so Monel is back baby and it looks like the the people in those pods in the ship it was in fact Monel as uh, as people had suggested to us and or one person had suggested to us I should say I wish I had that email in front of me. I do not. Um pods in the ship. What what's in the ship? What's in the ship? Um yeah, there's five. There's five pods. Um, I think it's five. Yeah. And there was a hand that kind of appeared at the at the, in one last episode. Okay. Um, and it turns out that is, and it looks like it is in fact Monel. It's been speculated that that it could be the Legion of Superheroes in there. You know, like they had right. grabbed him, and we're not really sure. But it looks like there's going to be some mental anguish going on. You know, like that there's things are not all what they seem, and it's not all, not all sunshine and roses. Yeah, he looks very melancholy. Yes, he did a lot of crying. A lot kind of people, but like, why is he behind? Why? Be- I would assume that he's in he's in like the little containment room. 
like the little prison room because maybe it's filtered so he's not like so they don't have to worry about the lead poisoning. I thought he was just in stasis because they don't think it's the real him. You mean in prison like the little prison room? Yeah, like where John was going to put Kara and Alex if they scratched up his car. Right. Um it could be uh, I didn't think about that. I don't because I think it's the lead poisoning. I mean it might be but like there's there's a scene in the trailer where she's like you're not him and she's talking to him through that that box. So Right. I'm not sure. Well, we'll find out next week. We will. Um, Palmer, this has been lovely. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, you're welcome. It'll get better next week when Frank's back. I'm sure it will be fine. Um and so until next time, up up and away. <laughs>